battle it out. Air horn. That was a gun. I don't know why. Oh, what a tragic accident. Alec Baldwin me. No! That's terrible. Poor Alec Baldwin. Where's our stunt coordinator? Follow us, and then we can get the big bucks, and we'll hire a stunt coordinator to avoid an Alec Baldwin situation. I know, right? That was his mistake. He didn't have enough likes and subscribes. I guess. So, how did you feel about using the word lubricate in the intro last week? It was... Fine. Things don't bother me like that. You like called it out though. Because it's funny. Not because it bothers me. Because I just want to make it clear. I'm not making you say this. No, I know. You just you just enjoy the script enough yeah. that you're going to stick with it? Uh, I came up with another terrible rhyme to lead into the um, the intro song. Did we do one last time? I uh, did. You I think did. we did one for Plunder. Yeah, it offended you so much I wrote a bunch more. Okay, and then good. like last time you didn't seem to care. See, but this one I feel is pretty this good. This is how I handle bullies. Like, <laughs> if you get a rise, I'm like, ah, oh, well, forget it. How about... When you hear the dice roll, our podcast will fill your ear hole. Gross. That's fine. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Above the Board with Josh and Phil, where we stay above the board. I'm going to do it with Josh and Phil. Uh, above the Board. Oh, this is my line. Uh, above yeah, the Board ahead, is recorded in front of a live streaming audience, and you can join us at twitch.tv slash above the board. So today, just like every day that we do this uh, grand piece of entertainment, we're going to be talking about whatever fuels our geek parts. Geek parts. And uh, as well, we'll be playing a game, a board game, to lubricate, moisten, soften. <laughs> I think you're overselling <laughs> the <now>. conversation. <laughs> what are we playing today? We're playing Hero Quest. Yes. Your choice. Yes. And you've been so psyched about this for a very I long am. time. Well, because this is psyched. like the game I played like when I was 10. It was like the 90s gateway into Dungeons & Dragons this without is... being evil like Dungeons & Dragons. Yeah. I forgot it's about a 90s that whole thing. thing. Yeah. Now, I remember uh, this whole board is like giving me old school, like high school vibes of playing tabletop games. Oh, good. Probably. So I'm going to give a high level summary that I can put in the podcast. And then unless we say something clever, I'm going to cut out the rest of it. Okay. So the elevator pitch for Hero Quest is it's Dungeons and Dragons. Light. <laughs> Light. You're going to have four heroes. And I'm going to play the evil sorcerer Zargon. You'll is that be... like equivalent to the DM? Yeah. Of? And so you'll just go on a little quest, and then you escape, um, and you get to roll a bunch of dice to attack monsters. Great. That's the whole game. Sold. Do no, I get to choose yeah. any four? Yeah. The four heroes in this game is the barbarian, the dwarf, the elf, and the wizard. But because I spent uh, an obscene amount of money buying the <laughs> mythic pledge level from Hasbro Pulse, yeah. you can also be... A druid, a bard, or a warlock. Ooh. You're supposed to play with four of them. The game warns you that the game's like going to be super difficult if you don't play with four heroes. Okay. So you can pick the four you like. It actually reminds me a lot of like a roguelite. There's like permadeath in this game. Oh no. So it's designed so you pick up a new character. Especially now that we have more than four, I feel like that's almost like a plus. Like if your character dies, you're like, well, I want to try a wizard now. And be like, no big deal. Well, we'll go obviously with a barbarian. I'm more of a physical guy, but I do like a little magic. So we'll, we'll take an elf. I am going to go with a druid. Because that seems fun. And because I recently started watching The Witcher Season 2, I'm going to be a bard. The half orc bard. You feel like it was a deep That's, cut. That is intense. Look at him. Look at him. He's so good. He's yeah, he's got his hand boy. up because he's he's belting out a jam. And you actually get a character sheet for each character. Okay. You gotta fill those in. You can name your characters specifically. Cool right. stuff if you want. Let's see, barbarian. We're gonna call him. Um, mm. <laughs> <laughs> you can come back if you're strong. We're gonna call him. We're gonna call him pectoral. Pectoral the barbarian. 
Okay, then we got, um, <laughs> this is for Key and Peele. We're going to call the elf A.A. Ron. It does sound <laughs> a little uh, Lord of the Ringsy. Yeah. I am A.A. Ron. <laughs> the druid we're going to call, what's a good hippie name? A uh, hippie name? Yeah. For a druid? Misty Petals. <laughs> That's way better than what I had. And then for the very handsome bard here, <laughs> still belting out a tune with the hands of the chest, we're gonna call him Fergie. <laughs> Fergalicious. Saul, someone made apparently a children's book of Fergie singing the national anthem. What? Do you not remember when she did that? No. They were like, she sang the national anthem for like the NBA, and she was trying so hard, it went <laughs> terrible. I don't remember. And this. so it's. How long ago is this? This is a few years ago. Yeah. It was pre-COVID, I think. Yeah. I feel like it was the last I think pop culture thing I talked about before we all locked ourselves in our house say, for three weeks. That's the best way. Isn't that kind of weird and scary that it's like in games or like, you know, fantasy, they're like, before the fall, after the fall, like old world, new world. And now that's how it is. Like, it's like before it COVID really is. and after COVID. It's like hit this weird amount of time. Where I'll be, oh, that was like, you know, just before COVID. And then I was like, that's, we're coming up on two years. Two years, just about. And I, I can't about believe that was two years ago. I know, man. I can't believe that we're in the 2020s. Like, this is like sci-fi time. Like, Blade Runner time. Oh, just yeah. about. Like, we're like 20-something years away from Blade Runner. My dog likes just talking to other dogs outside. Like, that's what yeah. he wants to be like, hey, guys, guess what? What's the, uh, what's it from 101 Dalmatians? Oh, the, the Midnight Howl or whatever? <laughs> yeah. That's what he's doing, man. She is. There must be some kidnapped puppies somewhere. <laughs> some odd, uh, what is it, how many did she have? Because Pongo and Purdy had 16, didn't they? So, yeah, there's some Cruella mansion up in the hills. <laughs> Seems like a deep cut Disney trivia. Like, how many puppies did Pongo and Perdita have by birth? I just remember that because the scene where Lucky dies and then he gets rubbed back to life. Oh, I was like, nobody dies. Oh, yes, they do. And then, like, Roger's like, like, rubs it, massages it back to life with his magic hands, I guess. He plays the piano with those fingers. Yeah, he does. That's Zargon. I got to read the quest book to you. Sargon. Come on, Sargon. Here we go. Fire burns warmly, but cast light into Mentor study. Yeah, so like the kindly wizard who guides you is, is Mentor. Well, my friends, your training is complete. You are not yet true heroes. You have to prove yourselves. But first, let me tell you of Zargon. I feel like there's a lot of content there. Some world building That's some, already? Some tight writing, I think. <laughs> Many centuries ago, Zargon was my apprentice, but impatience devoured Zargon. Breaking into my study each night to read my spell books, the secrets held within them were great indeed. Zargon fled. It's like Doctor Strange a little bit. Maybe Zargon's just trying this to is be a, Doctor Strange. The evil Doctor Strange. Yeah. What if? When I caught up with Zargon, I found my former apprentice having pledged allegiance to the great powers of dread. Fool! Zargon saw magic only as a shortcut to power. The evil sorcerer laughed in my face and then unleashed a terrible spell. In the end, Zargon fled and sought refuge in the northern dread wastes. The realm must again look for heroes, and to this end, I have trained you. Each of you must complete 14 quests. I shall speak with you again on your return. If you return. Are we doing all 14? No. Oh, okay. I mean, if you want. Are they... The roughly an hour piece is what I hear. It's a lot of editing, you know? Oh, okay, let's not do all 14. <laughs> I'm just looking out for you, man. Thanks, man. 
So let's knock out a quest. Quest one: the trial. You have learned well, my friends. You must seek out and destroy Varag, a foul gargoyle that hides in the catacombs. Of course it does. Is it like public knowledge? Yeah. Varag's in those catacombs, guys. Any slimy gargoyles are hanging out in a catacomb with dead people. <laughs> Duh. This quest is not easy. This is your first step on the road to becoming true heroes. Tread carefully, my friends. I don't remember him holding that over the heroes the whole time. Because I guess you're not heroes yet. You're just Yeah, dudes. we're just a bunch of or adventurers. Ragtag. Right. Yeah. But he like picked him out and trained him. A suicide squad, if you will. <laughs> it's a fantasy. It's Lord of the Rings suicide squad edition. That's how I'm going to approach it anyway. Honestly, at this point, I underestimate nothing. You I start on the this. stairs. All four? Yeah. All right. It's like Jabba's palace stairs. What's it? There's a door. You want this door to hang out here? So you go. You got to open the door. Oh, but where's it going? What? Like, is this Into a hallway? The hallway. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Like I said, roll your two dice to move. All right, here we go. Ready for this noise? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring it, bring it. Got a seven. Beautiful. You can open the door, like, for free, but you only kick doors in. They're always open once you open a door. Well, and he's then, a barbarian. And, yeah. How else do you want him to open a door? <laughs> I'm sorry, a barbarian named Pectoral. Yeah. Pectoral. Door kick. Like Terry Crews. Yeah, that's all he does. Pecs the whole time. That's all he does. That's how he defends himself. <laughs> they swing his sword at him, and he <laughs> deflects. Catches their sword between his pecs. Oh, God. <laughs> it's disgusting. It's like, it looks like a hand, but it's his chest. <laughs> it's got knuckles and everything. So I'm going to kick that door in. Oh, yee yee. Oh, look at that. Look at that fancy little doorway. I don't even know where I'm going. This is a failure on Zargon's part, but when you step out the door, you should let me set up everything you can see. Um, oh, okay. It won't affect anything, so so you're fine. Okay. But the next door is in this room here. Uh, this is for Misty Petals. She's got four right behind Pictorial there. We're going to go with A.A. Ron next. She's like standing point at the far end of the hallway there. Okay, and then uh, we got Fergie the Bard, who's going eight, which would be right here, right by the door. Oh, nice. I don't have any villains to move. Okay. So back to the top of the order. Pectoral. We're gonna check out what's in this door. So we're gonna go <laughs> kick that door in. Beautiful. So here's a new choice from this, this new updated version that I don't know how I feel about. You got lady orcs to fight. Oh, you know. It's one of those things where it's like, it gives you too much context that like, I'm not ready to think about all these things. So look, so now there's like a, a dude and a lady working here. So like, oh, I'm not saying they're trying to be romantic at this moment. Maybe they are. But you're like a half orc. So now I feel like we have to think about these things. So you ready to swing? Here we go. So you have one skull, which is like one damage. The orc has two defense dice. He did not roll one of the evil shields. So you have dealt a wound to the orc, which is sufficient to kill an orc. Ooh, get out of here. Chop his head off. <laughs> kind of feel bad because I feel like I feel like these two are having a moment. <laughs> and then I just kicked him. He just promposed me and you've killed him. He just kicked the door in and was like, what's going on here? <laughs> All right. He had a whole series of signs he was dropping on the floor. He was nervous. Like his bending over picking up signs it took as an attack posture. <laughs> That's why I just immediately was Watch like... Watch out, those are throwing posters. <laughs> Watch out. <laughs> Head gone. Since that was an action, my movement's done, Yep, you're right? done. Okay, Misty cool. Petals. Misty Petals is up. Go. I think this is too much fun. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> I told you this game's awesome. Alright, we're just gonna hang but out. But you can we're cast a spell. Hang outside the door? But she's not in front of the door, does that matter? I don't know if they... I don't know what your tiny. spells are. Okay. I think she, like, turns into animal form or something is, like, her thing. Ooh, yeah. Let's do that. <laughs> Shapeshift. Oh, well, there oh, you I go. Oh, I have two healing spells, actually. Oh, 
Druid, nice. I have a pixie that heals me, but also reveals traps or secret doors. And I was like, gonna convince you to take water instead of fire, but you, you made the right call. I didn't even know about these little. You just intuited little, it. Yeah. I just, uh, I was going off my Diablo 2 stance. The Druid is like one of the best. <laughs> in that game so you could like shapeshift now and be all beast mode for the next one well and i'll do that <sighs> shapeshift into a werebear oh snap dude that art it's it's pretty legit you know, uh, we haven't had a good dad joke yet see so you're exercising your right to bear arms <laughs> there it is we got it we got it in. A, it took a little while that's a top 10 dad joke in my opinion well you know how it was like uh 70 degrees the other day yeah and now it's 20 degrees again so stupid oh no i was over here because we were picking up that costume yeah you were over here in and shorts. shorts and my thing was i kept telling everyone I was like skies out thighs out <laughs> That's so good, man. Uh, and people are like, isn't the sky always out? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like, don't take this from me. Don't take this from me. All right, A.A. Ron, what you got? Ooh, man, A.A. Ron's a fast little guy, girl. Because <laughs> I did the mega Kickstarter, you can gender swap any of the main characters. That's fine. So if you want a, a male elf figure. Nah, she can be a female. Her and the bard, I think, have something going on. You know? I think and the like, bard? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's like a Legolas Gimli thing, but instead of best friends, they're lovers. Ooh, we're gonna hit this lady work with a spell. Alright, feel free to use your spell, but these are just the first two of many enemies. Uh, okay. Alright, you know what? You're, you're, you're just looking out, so I'm gonna save those spells for, what, what is his name? Like, Barghuli the, whatever. Varag! Oh, sorry. The gargoyle. <laughs> the gargoyle. Alright, we're just gonna attack with a... Short sword. Two skulls. Uh-oh. No blocks. She dead. I'll never say prom. Now they will together. <laughs> in orc heaven. Prom in the sky. Yes. <laughs> and then we're going to Fergie. The bard. <laughs> no, wait. Why are there only two dudes in my room here? No, it's this right. She shapes it. Misty petals is dragging her feet. She's hanging out as a bear <laughs> in the hallway. Hang on, guys. Let me bear up. <laughs> Can I search this bookshelf? See if there's anything? You, you kind of search the room in general. And okay. so if there's something specifically in the bookshelf, I'll tell you. Okay. So you don't have to like walk up to the bookshelf. Unless you're that committed to role playing. No, that's alright. <laughs> We're just going to move Fergie into the room. Like right here. Just hanging out by the books. So you are role playing. Call yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. He's not searching, he's looking at the door, then oh, like, I well, wonder... You can search for treasure in the room. Like each hero can search each room. Oh, well then we'll time. have Fergie do that. What happens? So you just get to draw a treasure. Ooh, jewels! Worth 50 gold coins. So is that for Fergie? Yes. He has 50 gold? Yes. I think you're allowed to, you know, share your money. Nah, Fergie's like the bougie one. He's got a purse. Look at him. He tell me he doesn't have a purse. He's wearing purple. Not that that's a problem, but <laughs> he's got a velvet purse on him. Next time I see someone in purple, I'll be like, where's your purse? Well, please. It's I have fact. plenty of purple shirts. I expect you to ask me this. All right, uh, Barbarian dude's about to kick down another door. Kick down the store. Just wait before you go through. So we can okay. Set, set it. Okay. Set it. okay. It's like a loading screen. Look at these guys. Man, they're intense. What is that? Is that a so fish man? It is. So it's a goblin and an abomination. He is an abomination. He's super cool. Uh, he's like the one thing I'm sad about because like my favorite enemy in the original was called like a, a femur, F-E-M-U-R. And they were like this weird cyclops with a, like a spike tail or whatever. They were super cool. I thought they were the coolest enemies. But, Interesting um, name. But that's like a, I guess a Warhammer TM villain. Oh. Like all the other monsters are the same, just like they change the way they look. But femurs are out, abominations are out. Get out of your femurs. We don't want you. 
generally speaking in the first few months of the year when there's a small lull you know all the big holiday games came out people are recovering from holiday food comas i typically dig into indie games that either have come out in that lull or come out throughout the previous year and i try to knock them out real quick because typically indie games are like you know at most 10 12 hours sable there's not a whole lot of like it's really good it's i don't know if you ever played journey or saw it played because i don't think it came to anything but playstation actually was that the one where you just walked through a desert pretty much it's it's a really fun it's like a three-hour game but it's a fun experience and the music in it is really for me personally what i enjoyed most about it the soundtrack is so flipping good uh well actually hold on let me backtrack the reason why i brought up journey is because sable is journey but with like speed breaks so it's like a platform puzzle game. There's no combat. You're just like solving puzzle after puzzle in a big open world. And to get in between everywhere, you, you get to like upgrade and like build your own speeder bike. That's neat. It's kind of cool. Um, and then like aesthetically, like it's all hand drawn. But anyway, there's one that came out, an indie game that came out in January called Nobody Saves the World. It's a super interesting RPG dungeon crawler game that's also like a roguelite because that's what everybody does anymore with yeah. RPG. But the idea is that like you wake up with somebody as amnesia, like with amnesia in this like weird foreign fantasy world. You have no idea who you are, where you came from, so everyone calls you nobody. But then like as you level up, you find out that you have the ability to turn into these different forms, and they're like wild. Yeah, you have your barbarian, you you're like your like warrior class, but then you have like a rat or uh an egg or a jar of pickles or a horse or a zombie or like just like weird things and then each form has different skills that you level up each ability is like unique each dungeon has a form that is like needed for that dungeon Does so that make sense? are you like switching between forms while you play yeah like know. on the fly like you can be like you can go into a dungeon as like nobody and then turn into a rat to get into like little holes to like scurry oh, around oh. Or, like look for treasure uh, and then turn into the warrior to fight turn into a ranger to fight from afar obviously stuff like that neat um but like i said most like there's several dungeons in the game and each dungeon has a mechanic that is like unique to one form and once you figure it out that helps you almost like in a zelda type way like how oh, yeah, one yeah, item yeah. was like linked to a dungeon you yes. one form would be linked to a dungeon to help you solve the dungeon it's roguelite in the sense that if you die you start at the last checkpoint that you came across but everything is like reset is it a randomized dungeon though no it, oh, oh, well okay. like like loot yes treasure whatever but, but enemies layout, are all gonna be the same and the enemies yeah and the layout will be right. soon. So did you finish it? Nah, I'm like three quarters of the way through. It's just, and I probably won't like finish it, finish it. Because like, there's, there's no story. It's just, it's fun. Like, sure. Silly, whatever. Now, I heard a stat back in the day when I was like super into gaming news. Like Assassin's Creed, they are talking about how many people don't finish the story. I think it was when they were getting to like do Assassin's Creed 3. They're like, no one finishes the story in games. Especially because they're tracking achievements or whatever. Yeah. Like the stats are like, or at least at the time, it was like one in four, one in three people who play a game will actually finish it. That's crazy. Which is like way lower than I thought. But I was like, I guess my sample space is my gamer friends. See, now though, I'm at the point where I, unless it's an indie game, I'm, I'm not going to play a game unless I intend to experience the story. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's some games that I just, I don't care about the story anymore. <laughs> you know? Like, you get to a point yeah. where it's like, I, I don't even remember what's going on. But I'm having too much fun. I'm just going to finish it out and then act like the ending really got me. You know? <sighs> Like Red Dead 2. I mean, I know the story. The story's really good. But there's so many points in that game... 
because I got sidetracked with stuff. That I was yeah. like, what is going on? I don't know. Why are we shooting these people? Why Why am I coughing all the time? You get tuberculosis or yeah. something? <laughs> I haven't played it. You do, yeah. I mean, I, want, I wanted to, I still want to play it, I guess. It's very good. This is the bittersweet thing about Rockstar games. Mm-hmm. That all their games are so good and like super in-depth. But that's like rub, right? Is that they're too in depth? I know that's. I'm just like not ready for that kind of commitment. It's like the bigness is what intimidates me because I'm like I'm gonna get to play like two hours of a week tops, Dude. which would be like ten years like, to finish Red Dead Redemption. So big. It's so intimidating because there's no fast travel either. Really, the only way to fast travel is to ride a train. So you have to like ride to the nearest train station, buy a ticket, get on it, and then go to like a spot near where you want to go. I hate how much I love games like that. You know? Like I just like am super jazzed that I'm like waiting in a train station. Like it seems like that would be the worst game feature ever and yeah. everyone should hate it. Oh, but it but just man. tickles my fancy. I'm it, like, I'm waiting for a train! People are all over it, man. So, is this room set up now? Yeah, yeah, you're... Oh, no, I forgot. I, I let you down. What'd There's you do? a wall here. So okay. you can go around this corner, but you can't, like, pass yeah. through the wall. Okay. It's actually an earth spell you can pass through the wall. But it's, like, famous for killing heroes because they'll pass through a wall and it'll be all solid rock on the other side. It's like, I can't come back. That sounds like just, like, shoddy sorcermanship. I know. Ma- majory? What would you call that? Majory. <laughs> Such not a word that I don't even know what you're talking about. Uh, we're playing a fantasy board I know, game, Philip. I know, I'm, I'm bad. In this case, it would be elfery, I guess. You can be an elf, sure. or a wizard, or a warlock, warlockery. My druid's not an elf. No, your elf is an elf. Sure. That's my favorite, is everything is a class. Except for the elf. elf. Yeah. That's so Lord it's of the Rings. Of, yeah, I was going to say, it's kind of... Like super old school token. <laughs> yeah, token-esque. But I do, w- one thing I do like about this game is it's a little bit more like Conan inspired. Like the box art is super dope. Look at that barbarian swinging his I giant sword. I can't imagine anything less Conan <laughs> than that. It's awesome. Did I ever let you read the Kurt Busiek uh, Conan? It's so good, I man. I think so. It is. It's like what turned me on to the comic. Really? I, I wow. was never into it. I was at Gen Con. Really? Uh, I usually never stay like for... comics, s- period? Yeah, I had not really read any. Because you know I'm not like a big superhero yeah. guy. Yeah. So I never really cared. But like I was on the last day of Gen Con. Everything's shutting down. Like the series has been out for like a couple years. And so they're trying to promote it. And when me and my friends walked by, they're like, here, take them. And gave me the first three trades. Well, it's free. I'll read it. Yeah. And I was blown away. Because he's like my favorite author. Any of his stuff, like I'll read. I guess except for his major superhero runs. But he like invented the Thunderbolts or something. Oh, nice. And so he's like... Well, then he's, he's all right in my book. Yeah, he's a top quality are... writer. I think his most famous thing is Marvels, where... Um, Alex Ross, who like does the lifelike paintings or whatever, did the yeah. whole thing. And the story is about a newspaper photographer, but it's like his career parallels like the Silver Age, Bronze Age, like comics. Oh, nice. so, so it's like he's the first one to report on the Mariner fighting the Human Torch. Nice. And then it's like as it goes through time, it's like the the mutant riots or whatever. And he's like he like gets caught up in it and like feels bad about his racism. Is or this whatever. some Marvel? It's thing? called Marvels. Yeah, but and is it like Marvel? Yeah, and so published. it's like all the real, yeah, Marvel did it, and it's like all the classic superheroes. So That's it's like pretty cool. it's like a history of comics from the 50s to the 90s, except in Marvel Universe nice. from the perspective of like a regular human. That's I can't believe you ever read that. I'm it's not. 
top-notch recommendation for me. Yeah. I'll give it to you before you go. Uh, okay. It's so good. It sounds super You will cool. love it. Yes. Okay, I I don't I can't believe I even heard of it. Like it sounds so much familiar, yeah. but it's not like something that's like in my encyclopedic knowledge wow. of stuff. It's not really like bumping out there. Cuz he he just got permission, permission I guess. I don't know. Marvel wants him to make like more of them and so it's like a new series out called the marvels and it's this like street level stories of marvel characters speaking of comic stuff that i wanted to bring up really fast do you hear that mike mignola is coming back to do more comics oh he's his, doing he's like some of my favorite art i love his art it's dude. so good and it took me like i'd say in the past two or three years to realize that you remember the atlantis movie the disney movie yeah he did that well like oh he like art he, director i remember he that was the art director yeah for yeah yeah movie. yeah and it's like, it's such a good looking movie. And then when you go back and you watch that movie, you're like, that's definitely Mike Mignola, you know? Yeah. Like, that's for sure his art style. Like the big blocky hands. Yeah. And, uh, but no, he has another, he's doing a, a it's, it's coming out soon, I think. Like within the next month or two. It's like another paranormal bureau type in yeah. the same vein as Hellboy kind of yeah. stuff. It's Does just he not, own Hellboy or is it like he has to make his own? I believe he owns Hellboy. I could be wrong on that though. I know there's Dark Horse or Image, one of the two that does it, yeah. that publishes it, but anyway. Dog cameo. That's right. If you're not <laughs> paying attention, you gotta look. Look at this, look at this horse. Yes. He's it's a hyena. He's a horse. It's a hyena. And it's so funny because it's like I never imagined owning a big dog, but I'm like used to how big he is. And then I'll see other people's dogs and be like, oh, with your dogs? dogs aren't supposed to be as big as mine. What's wrong with your weak, small dog? Uh, no, it just cracked me up because he walked around the table and he's so tall. I guess it's his tail. Is he yeah. hitting something? Well, yeah, there's this clamp for my camera. Like, she's like a jaguar walking here. And I'm so mad he's so big because he can, like, rest his face on our dining table. It's never a dog all along. It was actually a giant small horse. It's a little person in disguise. Oh. I immediately just thought of Kenny Baker, the guy who played R2-D2. Or what's Warwick Davis. Ah. Oh. What, what a gem he is. Oh, did you see they're bringing Willow back? Yeah. I'm so pumped for that, too. Dude, yes. I would I would play Hero Quest and watch Willow. That's that me sounds, as a 10-year-old. I cannot <laughs> think of something more, Phil. <laughs> Jeez. I can just see. Ooh, what did you like? Did you have snacks? What kind of snacks did you have? <laughs> Like, this just sounds, this sounds great, though. That sounds like a good Saturday afternoon. Oh, yeah, man. I know that I'm swinging a sword, but I like the idea that he's actually just kicking the crap on this goblin. Oh, sure. Yeah. The, the sword is for looks. It's like total hurricane kick. It's one, dang, man. Well, goblins only have one die, so. Yeah, fail, you're dead. Boom! I, like, kicked him right in his head. He went flying across. <laughs> Got his head stuck in the opposing wall. <laughs> Alright, Misty Petals. Let's see if we can get your big lumbering butt into here. Help me fight this abomination. She's about to go bear mode on him. Yeah. One hit. Abomination is defending with three. Oh, blocked! Ooh, dang. So. Spring. My fish hands are stronger than your bear hands. <laughs> what a monster. Alright, Bard, Fergie. But I'm gonna cast a spell as a Bard. Oh. I'm gonna cast... Lullaby, this spell puts one enemy into a deep sleep so they cannot move, attack, or defend themselves. Lullaby nice. and good night. Go to sleep, sweet abomination. I can't make a sleeping fish sound. <laughs> they even sleep with their eyes open, don't they, those dumb fish? <laughs> so he's like asleep, but staring deeply in your eyes. Everyone's just like, this is really creepy. In the bard's eyes and... The druid's eyes at the same time. <laughs> Stupid goldfish. <laughs> Barbarian. 
Barbarian's gonna charge. One, two, three, four, five, six. We're gonna get behind him. Classic. He like slid under him, like right. He swung at the barbarian and he like got down on his knees and was like and dodged him and then got behind him, okay? Two hits. Oh, that's good. No blocks, he's dead. Well, yeah, see, the barbarian's like the barbarian and the druid got something going on. Cause here's a little backstory. Everyone's coupled up. Yeah. Well, it's a double date. <laughs> The druid raised the barbarian, like her mom raised the barbarian, okay? Oh. And they think that they're actually like siblings, but in reality, they're like... <laughs> what, is, what is this Game of Thrones plot? Am I not following <laughs> what you're saying? <laughs> you know what? Uh, audience's facial reaction was more than enough for me. Okay. <clears throat> Alright, got rid of that abomination. And we're not Speaking talking, of a we're not talking about the store. Alright. <clears throat> Misty Peps. Mm, Here we go. Yes. You can search the room before you leave if Ooh, you want. Are you telling me I should? I'm not saying you should. Uh, but you haven't searched I, the room I will, at all. I will, I'm going <laughs> to talk. Misty, let's just go out of here, okay? You're making it weird for everybody. <laughs> Everyone's really uncomfortable. Uh, Alright, she's in the hallway, chilling right. out. And then we're going to go with A.A. Ron. A.A. Ron, actually, before I move, we're going to search the room. The weapons on this weapon rack are chipped, rusted, and broken. There is nothing here that the heroes would want. Yeah. So draw a treasure card as normal. Oh, okay. Potion of defense. Amidst a collection of old bottles, you find a small vial containing a clear liquid. And then we got mm. Fergie. What's Fergie going to do? Uh, Fergie's just going to be weird and stand in the doorway. All right, each character can search a room. So you can search and draw more treasure cards if you want to. Oh, that's all right. Is there something else? In I'm it? not trying to push you to do it. Yeah. I just like, I'm a greedy player. Yeah. And I'm like, we can't leave this room till a four of a search. And then you end up fighting a bunch of wandering monsters. So, yeah. you know, I'm not well, saying it's a good idea. This I'm is okay. what we I'm almost into. got killed by Abomination. I don't want to be in this room. <laughs> it's bringing a pain. Bad memories. memories. And we just had a really awkward <laughs> revelation. Okay. Right. My turn again. Pass on Pectoral. <laughs> He's like, why did I join this stupid group? This dumb, weird fellowship. And then everyone's like, what are you talking about, bro? You're the one that's being weird about it. <laughs> Misty. <clears throat> Get that door in, Misty. Oh, my. There's a chest in this room. And these are the fearsome dread warriors. It's intense. Yeah, they're super intense. There's two of them? <laughs> Don't go in that room yet, Misty. <laughs> You're going to get squammered. Hey, Ron. Um, those dudes scare me. I'm gonna cast Ball of Flame. He takes two, two. but uh, he's a hoss. We haven't talked about a topic in a little while. You want me to tell you about Dying Light 2? Yeah. Or you uh, you mentioned it briefly the other day. It sounds super fun. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a pretty good game, man. I mean, like I told you the other day, the story's trash. Like, <laughs> just absolute trash. Does not make any sense at all. That's hilarious. It's, it's one of those games, also, like I was saying, where, like, a few hours in, like, you do a quest, right? Mm hmm And, like, it's fun. It's good times. But then, like, a few hours in, like, uh, you meet another character, and it's like, oh, thanks for doing that for me. And you're like, what? What did I do for you? <laughs> and then you have to read your journal, like, the quest journal. Like, I hate quest journals. Oh, yeah, that's right. I did do that. You're welcome, I guess. I don't care. Where do I kill more zombies? But, no, it mechanically, the game is awesome. If you take away the shoddy narrative, it's a solid eight, eight and a half. 
if you add in the shoddy narrative, and, and I mean, it doesn't damper that much. Because, like, honestly, if you're just playing it just to, like, do fun quests and get an RPG element and do, like, parkour, running around, taking out zombies with uh, melee weapons because there's no firearms in the game, you do get bows. What's the setting for this? Post-apocalyptic? Yeah. Oh. Like, 15 years after the events of the first game, which was, like, pretty much immediately after the zombie outbreak. You Your character is split into two skill trees. You have your combat and your parkour. One really cool thing that I do super like about the game is there's... Of course, there's collectibles that you have to find, mm -hmm. but an interesting way that is tied into the shoddy narrative that I previously mentioned <laughs> is that you have to find these shots, they're called inhibitors, to slow the infection that's in your body, because you're infected right from the get-go. It's not really um. a spoiler, it's in the title of the game, stay, <laughs> stay human or whatever. Like That's the whole point, and the more of these medicines you take, the stronger you get in the game universe. So the idea of leveling up your health or your stamina that ties into either your combat or your parkour skill trees is by choosing which stat you're going to upgrade. Depending on what level either of those stats are at, it's going to tell you what skills you can choose when you have the skill points to spend. Say you get three inhibitor shots, you level up your health, so it goes from like 120 to 140, and now you have like a whole new tier to choose from. So it's kind of cool because it does tie into the story in that sense that like your character's trying to maintain his humanity. Uh, I'm like 12, 14 hours in, and I'm still in the opening area, and I got a lot left. Dying Light 2, it's pretty fun. I got it on PlayStation 5 because I had the first one on PlayStation 4. So I'm the type of person that like if I started on one console, I can't skip between. I just can't. I don't know why. If you, if there's some kind of carryover of any kind that's cool i mean there's no point spoiler alert for a game that's six years old the main character dies in the first game so mm. and he's not referenced hardly at all in the second one because it's almost two decades later it still would be dope though if the first zombie fight has all your gear from the previous game that or would something kind of cool i mean there's two canonical endings which is confusing uh... for the first game one where you don't die but you become a monster and one where you do die and no one's been clarified as to what is like the actual That's true nice. ending i like that i like when games honor their previous end however you want thing like i kind of hate when games like pick yeah one for the sequel I, i'm also just not a big fan of games that are like here's these choices that ultimately don't matter like um, when you get like railroaded and it's always the same ending like kind of yeah, no matter what that annoys everyone crap like i don't mind them in games where they set up like a huge epic like end game showdown mm -hmm. like aspect 2 or dragon age like, that's cool, because your choices lead to who's going to show up or who's going to survive by the time the credits roll, right? Mm -hmm. But, like, this game, it's like, oh, it's just how it determines on what type of ending you get. You're like, I hate that. That's not the actual ending. Like, it's like, what a what-if scenario if you did this instead of that. It's so dumb. And there's a lot of it in this, and it just drives me crazy. Like, it doesn't... It never makes me feel like I'm personalizing the story. It just makes me feel like I'm branching off into pointless points that ultimately don't matter. And I just think it's lazy. Anyway, that's my take on Dying Light 2. I give it, as a whole piece... Thumbs up, thumbs down. That's thumbs what up. we want. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. It's definitely worth playing. Sure. But it's not one that's like you need to rush the store and get. And it can definitely be a filler game during the summer when there's not a whole lot coming out. Mm. And people are waiting for big games for the holiday season. It's a perfect game for them. Here come the Dread Warriors. Alright, so this one will come out and go toe-to-toe -to -toe with the Barbarian. One skull. Yeah, block. Let's see how this bear form holds up. Three, two. And I'm not a bear anymore. Uh, barbarian dude. Just gonna take out this dread warrior. I'm sick of looking at him. Sick of him. one.
No blocks. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Chopped his head off. I feel like they're one of those like kind of like phantom armors. Yeah. Yeah. You lop the the helmet off to see nothing inside. It's fueled <laughs> by pure evil. Everybody Scooby Doo screams at it where their hair stands up. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't Turns really... out Warwick Davis was just in it. On top of Kenny Baker's shoulder. <laughs> so we're back at pectoral. One possible hit. Jeez. Dude, you are really fighting the odds here. Nice. Oh, triple block. This is so stupid. Kung Fu, Dread Warrior. Yeah, this is dumb. Hey, Ron, come on, bruh. One possible hit. It got in there. Jeez. Two more to go. He's got a chance at pectoral. Three. Jeez, All three. Man. How is it possible? Because he's got this giant mace that's bigger than your character's head. Isn't a normal mace bigger than your head? I mean, but, okay, fine. <laughs> it's bigger than my dog. How it's pretty big. It's about the size of a, a jaguar. It's like a heavy metal jaguar on a it's stick. A jaguar. Son of a Come gun. on, pectoral. Jeez. You got him. Oh my gosh, get out of here, stupid whatever you are. A dread warrior. So that was the action. He hasn't moved yet. Gonna hang out in the doorway like a loser. Uh, I'm gonna have him search the room. Or no, he's already in action. Just kidding. Just kidding. Miss Petals. (laughs) Miss Petals search the room, though. This treasure chest is empty. It's such a troll room. It's like two of the strongest enemies in the game. Yeah. And an empty chest. You can still draw a card, though. <laughs> Potion of strength. You find a small purple flask, drink this strange smelling liquid at any time, enabling you to roll two extra combat dice the next time you attack. Good, because her, her attack action, not as a bear form, sucks. And then we're going to do A-A-Ron. You draw a treasure card? Yeah, go ahead. We'll, I'm going to draw a treasure card. <laughs> draw a treasure card. Gold. You, lose, you find a loose stone and tear it from the wall behind it. You discover a small leather pouch wrapped in an old rag. Peering inside, you find 25 gold coins. So altogether, I got a hefty 75 gold between my characters. Who's left? Fergie? We're all just hanging out in the doorway. Rifling through those books? Yeah. I'm going to search. Wandering monster. <laughs> yes, finally. As you're searching, a monster stalks you and attacks. Blocked. And now for his normal attack. Two. Just wanders in here. Trying to figure out how his brother's promposal went. (laughs) He's trying to get his revenge. So he's got two down. Ooh, Fergie's about to bite the dust. Not the bar. I love bards. It's my favorite D&D class. It seems very full of you. (laughs) Not in a bad way. I don't say these things. Why would it be bad? bad. Why why would being a bard be bad? (laughs) About as bad as the fact that there's a female at work. (laughs) You know. All right, Peck. Get in there. Do your work, boy. Smash this fool. Kill him so the blood squirts all over Fergie. (laughs) (laughs) All over his purple satin trousers. Do you know how much this costs? This is... Terrible. Ooh, hello. I missed completely. <laughs> Knocked over the bookshelf. <laughs> oh my gosh! The mentor didn't train me for this situation. Here suck. Misty. Is there no more? No, there's no more doors in there. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> Alright. Fergalicious. Oh, hits. there you go. That's money. Bleh. It's like, how dare you attack me, sir? And he gutted him. And ripped his guts out and smeared orc guts all over himself. <laughs> and everyone's like... His orc guts are purple. That's 
They're like, aren't you half orc? This is disgusting. I'm the daywalker. <laughs> What's wrong with you? You're a monster. He's ran in a circle. He's confused. He's covered in orc guts. He doesn't know what's going on. It's so weird. What's happening? <laughs> the tension between pectoral and misty petals is... Uh, I don't understand. <laughs> I see. <laughs> the woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window yeah. is amazing. Is it? I wanted it. Like, I didn't even realize it getting into it, but it is a parody of those thrillers. Yeah. I think we're kind of slow to pick up on the fact that it's a parody. There's a couple things I laughed at, or my wife's like, you're terrible for laughing at it. But looking back, you're supposed to laugh. I saw someone talking about why Young Frankenstein is a good parody and scary movies are not good parodies. It's because okay. you, you gotta like love the genre. And the woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window like leans in hard to all the genre tropes. Like you said you saw the first one ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where yeah. she like makes the casserole for him. Yeah. She makes a casserole for everything. She brings she makes like ten casseroles in the show. And she like drops all of them. It's so funny. There's all these like little things that there's like weird thriller tension for. Yeah. But if you think about it at all, it's like hilarious. That's great. And it's so good. Kristen Bell is a is a treasure. She is. I she cracks me up, man. Mm-hmm. Like I loved her in Good Place. It's so funny. I love that show. Yes. And what's really funny about this woman is that it's like super intense. And they like play it straight, but it's like comical because of how absurd it is. There's a couple of adult romantic scenes in there that we fast forwarded through, but they seem long. And thinking back on it, I'm sure they're like comically long. Yeah. If I watched them, real awkward. Yeah. More than like hot and heavy. Yeah. Someone tweeted at her like, uh, "I just watched uh, Kristen Bell get frisky with my girlfriend and mom in the room," <laughs> <laughs> and she just replied back. Sorry. <clears throat> so you, thumbs up? You, oh yeah, thumbs up. Two thumbs up or one thumb up? Um, I mean, I give it two, but it is like, if you think Hallmark thrillers are absurd, they are. The, this ratchets them up to like 10, so yeah. you can laugh at how absurd it is. God, this is amazing. Oh, one of the things that's so funny to me is she just like drinks wine all the time when she's in the window. <laughs> but like, she fills her glass up to the brim every time. It's like a whole bottle fits in her glass every time. And, like, the first time she pours it, she throws the cork in this bowl that's, like, spilling with corks or whatever. (laughs) And, like, that's, like, perfectly what the tone of the show is, right? Like, it's played really dramatically. Like, she's getting the wine when she goes to sit in her window and mourn over her tragic past or whatever. If you're paying attention to the details, it's like, why is she pouring that much wine every time? It's so good. It's so good. I'm I'm excited to check it out. It's It's definitely on the the list. She's gonna kick down the door. One, two. Let's in this room. Is this the climax? Well, it's just like a big room in the middle. Okay. So there is a table, fancy chair. Got another dread warrior, another orc. Dude, wh- ooh, is that a that it's gargle? <laughs> the gargle who has been hiding in these catacombs. <laughs> is that what these are? I've yet to see a single comb of cacta. Yeah, he's got like a whole dining table and a throne. Jeez. And a stoke in the fireplace. What yeah. a terrible hiding. And it's also literally in the middle of the... Had I... Could I have just gone this way? <laughs> and just gone around and then... Yeah. Uh, well, whatever, you know? Yeah, it would have... Uh, you gotta explore. Cheapen the, cheapen the trick. I'm gonna call, cast Fire Wrath then on that orc lady in front of me. Burn. Now it smells like burnt orc in there. Fergie's like... <laughs> 
<laughs> smells so bad. And they're like, what's wrong with you? I have a sinking suspicion that Freddy's not going to survive this. He, he can cast a spell, right? Uh, so the only the one up. left that he has is in Spottering Tail. Well, sure. Here you go, A.A. Ron. Let me tell you an inspiring tale. Alright, so I guess your goon squad gets to do oh, their thing. Yes. And what's his name again? Vargas. What a dork. Varag. Uh, that's a better name. Hit him with that uh, four attack dice on um, Aaron. You burned my BFF. One attack. It hits. Got him. Alright, Misty. Potion of strength. So you're going for the Dread Warrior or Varag? Well, you know what? What's his health? Really? They have the same. They're both three. I'm gonna go for him then. Because if I kill him, the quest is over, right? You have to escape. Woof. Woof, indeed. Fergie's gonna move as well. You can diagonal attack with your rapier and then move. Here we go. Let's see if we can get one in. At least right. one possible hit. No blocks! So he's down to two. And then I'm gonna move. <laughs> I'm out of here! Did you roll your extra attack die with AA Ron? Because you put the inspiring. Tail I did not. Him. Go ahead, roll one more. Because I didn't even roll defense because you'd missed. No. Oh, well. Doesn't matter. Because oh. it wasn't that inspiring wow. of a wow. tail. Wow. That's why Furry's he's dipping out. It's like, I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm out of stories. That wasn't even a good one. Uh, it's like an Aesop fable, really. <laughs> Burn on old Aesop. <laughs> I mean, his stories do suck, I guess. I love some Aesop's fables. Do you? You got like the scorpion and the fox or whatever. That's a classic. <laughs> what? It's like it, I feel like it was even in some Marvel show recently. You're right. It was. <laughs> Falcon and Winter Soldier, I'm pretty yeah. sure. And then there's one about the crow. Well, they're all about crows and foxes, really. But there's one where the crow had a piece of cheese. And then the fox is like, did anyone ever tell you you're the most beautiful singer? The flattery gets the crow to try to sing. So she drops her cheese. And the fox steals it. Keep your mouth shut. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't fall for a mouth, false flattery. You got a mouthful of cheese. Keep your mouth shut, sir. Poor <laughs> ma'am. tell you about the Sifu game. Super fun. It's a roguelike martial arts game. Um, let's see if I can describe this well enough. Basically it's like a classic kung fu movie setup. Like someone kills your dad, like some bad sure. gang kills your dad, and then you train to go after like Kill, kill Bill style kind of thing, right? Okay. Like you have a list of leaders of a gang to take out. But the gimmick comes from the fact that not only is the combat difficult in the sense that it's like super precision based, like you have to like time combos, your light and heavy attacks, and like doing the parrying and the blocking or the dodging or whatever. But every time you die, which you will die pretty often, you have this like magic talisman that ups your age for every time you die. So you die once, you start out the game at age 20, you die once, you resurrect, and right where you died, you're age 21. You die twice, you resurrect, you're age 23, you know, so on and so forth. Oh, so it's like stair-steppy or whatever? Yeah. So you get to 75, and that's your last life, and you die. Like, oh. that's game over. And are you, like, old wobbly man when yeah. you're 75? So, like, the older you get, the less health you get, and the weaker your attacks are. Hmm. But, like, when you're in your 30s and 40s, like, you're stronger, but your defense starts to, like, get a little bit less. Because, like, from the character's standpoint, like, you're getting more violent, or I guess, mm. or whatever you're not... You're not really all that calculated. But then the older you get, your defense goes up and your strength goes down because you're more calculated and you're more... Uh, it's interesting. That's it's very cool. interesting. And it's got, like, a really cool, like, watercolor aesthetic, like, you know, graphic-wise. It looks like everything's painted, uh, like, with so watercolor. So, I feel like normally a rogue, a rogue like will restart an indefinite number of times. Right. But 
You're saying if you're 75 and die, it's game over? That's like the end of your run, as they call it. Oh, okay. Or whatever. So what kind of carries can, over? Your experience points where you can unlock new combos. So in one run, you can build up experience points to permanently unlock abilities. You buy them one time, right? And then you have to buy them five more times in the same run in order to permanently unlock it for your character. Oh. So where if you die and then you have to start all over again, you'll have that ability... But not unless you've spent an exuberant amount of experience that you would have gotten during your run in order to unlock it. Interesting. It does sound like a game I didn't. So enjoy. it's it's really fun, um, and like the combat, like while it's pretty hard and it's pretty punishing, once you get the flow of it, it's really fun because it looks and feels a lot like just a straight up Bruce Lee. That's awesome. Kung Fu martial arts film. That sounds really cool. What are you playing it on? Uh, it's only on PS4, PS5 for right now. It's pretty fun, man. Uh, I definitely recommend it whenever, if and when it does come to Xbox. Definitely check it out. So, thumbs up. Sifu. Vorax or whatever. Is it his turn to Rex? Oh, yeah. Varag. Wait, now. I can't learn his name. <laughs> I mean, I'm about to behead him. Oh, it is Varag. Oh, no, you're not. Pectoral. Oh. This is where pectoral shines. Three. Blocked one. The orc's gonna get the final blow on Misty Petals. Two. High stakes here. And a Misty. She went in, guns blazing. You blocked it! Ooh, she said, bing, bing! <laughs> and it's a double shield, so you get another inspiring tale back for your bard. Nice. Inspiring tale. Remember that one time Misty Petals was definitely gonna die? She was on her knees. She was... Totally dead. Looking up at the ceiling, and then that orc raises his sword. It was like in Lord of the Rings when Aragorn said, when he was fighting the the Yurkai that kills Boromir, <laughs> and then he like he kneels and then he swings the sword at him and he's like, dodge, stab, behead. That's what it was. Yes, I remember that. It was so tense. Yeah. <laughs> that like everyone in the theater like awkwardly laughed afterwards. They're like, ha. So weird. I like when I I remember seeing theaters and I had just finished reading the book, The Fellowship, uh-huh. and I, I knew oh, obviously the Boromir dies. And I remember like the people are with they were so because they had not read the book at mm-hmm. all. They'd only seen the 1970 whatever cartoon of The Hobbit. <sighs> so dope. Not even the cartoon of Lord of the Rings, but the court cartoon of The Hobbit. And they're like, are they for real going to kill off the coolest character? I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> this is so stupid. I was like, chill. They're not going to kill clearly the most important human in the show. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, Peck. He's going to swing back at old... What's his name? Varag. Get it right. Or face the wrath. You know what? I'll get it right when when I carve it into my hilt. Here we go. Here we go. Come on, baby. You've been sucking it up. This is where you bring it home. This is your moment, Al. One hit. Possible one hit. <laughs> Classic He's pectoral. Worst. He's just the worst. It got there. Ooh, damn. <laughs> Misty. <laughs> Misty, you gotta get Where's out of the there. Fight? Another day. Oh, the gargoyle's in the way. Alright, let's see if we can take out the orc then. Dude, she has oh, one more yeah. spell, right? A pixie. Didn't that do something? I can, he- can heal me up two body points. Oh, that doesn't seem like enough. Not really. It's alright. Mmm. Bink! <laughs> Move her to the other side of the room, I guess? I don't know. Sure. Come and get me! Uh-huh. <laughs> Just likes to play hard to get. Peck knows all about it. He's grateful for it. <laughs> is he? 
I don't know. You never finished the story. I don't want it's to. It's an either. uninspiring tale. <laughs> All right, Gagorix, you're gonna get you're gonna get giggity ganked in the back. Varag, you're Gagorix. You know what? Your horse of a dog is a Gagorix. Bink, bink. Fergie, what are you going to do? Can I tell an inspiring tale from here? Spidering tale to Aaron, I guess. Do your worst. Sorry, Misty. One. Oh, that's the end of Misty. Misty petals. Oh, she lived a good life. What a death stream. That way I don't have to get her butt out of there once we kill uh, Vinegar. Jeez, Peck, you're about to die, bro. Can you please do something about your life? Two. There you go. Got, Got him. Get out of here. Bury me with my money. So I can just, we can just start booking it, right? Yeah, yeah. It's nothing left for you here. Pectoral, now he yeah. has to move, he, right? Yeah, I was gonna say he didn't move. He just yeah, he is. No, he avenged his lover slash adopted <laughs> sister. Ooh, he's out of here. See ya, suckers. Wouldn't want to be ya. I loved her like family. One, two, right? Three, four. Like family? Uh, I gotta go. <laughs> Six, seven. I guess the important thing is that Aaron and and Fergie get out with that money. That is, man. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Ooh, he gets a swing in there. Peck's gonna hold the line. One hit. Blocked. No, it's not. That's not a block. <laughs> he's taken out. Oh, he's dead. He held the line, though. 300 it. He's like, you all have the money. You go. <laughs> Uh-oh, that's instant death. Okay, I'm done. Get out of here, Fergie. See ya. One. <laughs> <laughs> the sole survivor. No, no, that was fun though. I enjoyed it. It was a good time. It was cool. That yeah. was rough. I barely made it out in one piece. That's a W. That, that's a W in my book, man. man. Woo. Oh, and I think you get your partner's gold because they died, like, nearby. Oh, who had that healing potion? Mm, no one had a healing potion. The elf had the... the oh, the, the block potion. Block potion, yeah. And you already used your healing spells everybody had, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, Misty had the um, the pixie one. Yeah, but remember we determined that it probably wasn't. No, but if you have a healing spell in your possession, you get to use it for free when you die. I mean, she didn't have anything, so when we play, if we play again, you can you can have you can retcon it to say she survived or not. It's up to you. <laughs> retcon. It's like the uh, the orc killed her when he like killed her he swung his like axe or whatever like and it hit the rock wall behind it and like a bunch of stuff collapsed on her and they were like misty and then but since he didn't see body yeah you don't know so maybe we'll find maybe out. that fairy we'll find carried out. her out of the dungeon maybe not <laughs> we'll find out in season two if you request <laughs> gotta do a cliffhanger i am so excited for moon Knight. i just do want to say and i'm even more excited for the fact that i'm actually really excited that it's going to be a limited series meaning that it's going to basically be a six hour movie on the character the ones that have been like six hour i don't know i don't know what to say I mean, either way in that yeah <laughs> there's not been a season two of anything yet that's true so. but i was just thinking though that like winter soldier and falcon or whatever 
I mean, uh, that, bled that felt like a six-hour movie in a bad way, you know. And then like WandaVision definitely felt like a TV show, an amazing TV show. Yeah, I thought you were but, about to trash talk one. No, my Marvel original series ranking is like WandaVision's number one. Yeah, I think Loki's number two. Yeah, and then there's only four, right? So then it'd be Hawkeye. Five if you count What If. Oh, What If? I like that. Maybe more than Loki. I would. Wow. Might say. Really? I really enjoyed it. Um, it was it was like really interesting to me. Yeah. I didn't mind it. I mean, it was pretty good. And it was cool that like you know we got a bunch of like crazy stories and we got the Ultron Vision. Yeah. That was pretty cool. No, the whole thing was crazy. Um, and I really liked how the Watcher was like involved. Yeah, and I thought he ends that was fighting really cool. at the end. That was I, pretty cool. It was like at first I was like I don't know, but then like I don't know. Whenever there's a big payoff, I always like appreciate that. Yeah, I got you. And I feel like it paid off way better than I expected. So for you, it goes WandaVision, possibly What If? What If and Loki are real close. Okay. But I think What If might win. Edge it out. Yeah. And then Loki, and then Hawkeye, and then Falcon Winter Soldier. Yeah, Winter Soldier is definitely the bottom. Uh, For me, it goes, I enjoyed Loki the most, start to finish. I don't think there's a bad episode in that series. And then WandaVision, for sure. And then I'd probably put What If at the bottom. So What If is, is like my least favorite, even though I did enjoy it. It's sure. Just, and then I did, I really enjoyed Falcon Winter Soldier, though, for the simple fact that it passed the torch in a pretty good way. Uh, I mean, I liked that. Yeah. And but... and I still think that it has one of the best fight scenes in the MCU. Bucky and Falcon versus John Walker, so good. It's a very short fight, but it's yeah. like one of the coolest fight scenes, especially when they break his arm. Because you're like, you don't see that in a Marvel movie. Oh, yeah, that was you're intense. You're like, that was intense. <laughs> Because he uses his jetpack to, like, push his arm back. Yeah. And, like, not just, like, ooh, you broke my arm. But, like, it was, I'm not entirely sure, super soldier serum or not. <laughs> like, he's not going to be using that arm the best Ooh. ever after that. So, from the bottom, what if Falcon Winter Soldier, Hawkeye, WandaVision, Loki? Again, I guess you're not really against what if or anything. No, yeah, yeah. I enjoyed it. I, I'm not... I'm not really against any of them. I know a lot of people crap on what if Falcon yeah. and a Soldier. A lot of people crapped on WandaVision because they felt that it was just pointless, you know? I mean, it was so, like, see, I think that's like my thing too, is since I'm not big on superheroes, it's like I can tell my list tracks like what is the least like other superhero stuff. Yeah. Because no, I felt I, like Falcon and the Winter Soldier was really cut and dry, typical Marvel stuff. And I get that. And so I get why people like it, but it's just like, eh, I'm fine. But I want more interesting stuff like WandaVision. Yeah. And less... And I think we're going to get it. I think Moon Knight is going to be That's, awesome. I'm hoping, because he's such an interesting character with the different personalities and stuff. I that... think Moon Knight is going to be awesome i mean maybe i'm just being super optimistic because i'm a huge moon knight fan but there's like you know images that they released too where he's in his mr knight costume which is i have a pop figure of moon knight as uh -huh. mr knight where he's the uh all white like the grayscale suit and he's not violent he's just like super nice and helpful and like hyper intelligent that's interesting like tactical like very interesting yeah when he helps the avengers like he's like battle plan expert but anyway um speaking of season two of stuff uh, I just want to briefly touch base with everyone on the finales of two right. really good shows. The finales for both Peacemaker and Boba Fett. Oh, yeah, we should end on talking about Boba Fett. Yeah. So last time we talked about it, we'd only seen the first three episodes. Yeah. And now the whole thing is out. I, you know what? I, um, I liked it. 
I thought it was good. Is it as good as The Mandalorian? No. Is it as good as I wanted it to be? No. Is it good enough to where I'm like, it was fun? Yes. Is it something that sets up a possible continuation of the character, or at least the world that the character's living in? Yeah. Do people want that? Probably not. But are we going to get it? Probably. It was like weirdly just like a... Like a supporting series for The Mandalorian. It turned into that for sure. So, I don't know. It's such a mess that part of me wonders if they were like halfway through production and like, we need to rescue this, put in some Mandalorian. I think I think there was that. I, I mean, think, I figured he'd always going to be in it. I think I was talking to you about it. It's the Mandoverse. Like, yeah. everything is based off of what The Mandalorian's done at this mm-hmm. point, live action-wise. You know? yeah. Obi-Wan may be the first thing that doesn't do that. Well, because I'm hopeful for that. Cause, but I think Obi-Wan and Ahsoka... Are going to be tied together in the sense that they're going to be exploring mm-hmm. the idea of Jedi or like mm-hmm. the aftermath of what happened to both characters pertaining to characters that they like, specifically Anakin or Love, yeah. I should say. Like, because Hayden Christensen is going to be in both. Both characters saw Anakin as a brother figure. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting that to is. see how both characters are going to deal with the aftermath of him being, well, for Ahsoka's show, it'll be him long gone, mm-hmm. right? Because it's post Return of the Jedi. Yeah. And then for Obi-Wan's show, it'll be pretty fresh because it'll be like right when he's starting to look after Luke. I'm kind of looking forward to some of those like creeper scenes of him just like spying on Luke. <laughs> just chilling. Just making weird sand people noises. Yeah. Or, the Craig no, Dragon, Dragon Lord, Lord. Yeah. I feel like it's an interesting space to be in. And I think it's cool that like Hayden Christensen and Ewan McGregor have aged enough that they can play the same characters in a realistic timeline or whatever yeah that's really interesting to me i'm very excited to see where that goes but, but no back to back to boba fett i i like how we stay on topic on this show yeah we're, man, we're really so good at it great. we are kings you know <laughs> kings um no boba fett like i agree with you that it ended up being more of like a support show for the mandalorian yeah. as a character and as the show itself which is disappointing, but, and I'm not just doing this because I'm a huge Boba Fett fan. There's only so much you can do. And I feel like they're setting up for a potential more, like not that this is the best way to do it, but I think there's more coming for Boba Fett's story. I think they just- That will not involve the Mandalorian, but there's some story pieces that they had to like lay out to get going for season three. Again, do I agree with how they did it? Not necessarily. Yeah. Because they could have saved a lot of that for just the first half of season three. Now there's so many things I want to say. Yes. Like one, I don't think they needed to have a Mandalorian episode in Boba Fett. Like stresses me out thinking that one day I want to rewatch The Mandalorian. Stresses everybody out, man. And I'll have to like surf through Boba Fett to find the one episode I need to see to understand season three. how many three. times I've heard someone complain about it. I'm like, I- It's just me like five times. No, no, no. <laughs> it's you. It's like family members. I'm like, I then so. don't watch those episodes episodes i know but i'm just saying like i like that's why i quit watching the the arrowverse on cw is because it hit this point where i felt like i had homework to like watch the right episodes in the right order to be able to follow what's going on that's why you said i had to bail (laughs) had to bail that's the reason no i mean like arrow season one was like really good yeah, even no, and and like Flash and season one, one was really two good. was really good. Yeah, two, two was good. Deathstroke too. in it. Yeah, that was good. Then yeah. they then they started all the crossovers and becoming like the interdimensional galaxy buddies. I can't remember what they're called. What? <laughs> There's like a, a show with like a long title. Oh, oh, the uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah, and I was just like, galaxy two interdimensional <laughs> galaxy buddies is now the name <laughs> of that show. Uh, you know, you you've heard of the Mandela effect, right? <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna Mandela these people. <laughs> Um, but anyways, my last thoughts on Boba Fett. First three episodes that we reviewed last time we talked, they don't even need to exist. Like, episode four picks up in a way 
we're maybe picking, you know, two or three select scenes from those other episodes, we wouldn't have needed them at all. We've been right where we were. And then, like we were talking about, the tragedies, episodes four and five, are like not about Boba Fett. So that's weird. And the final episode was a delight, like all the action going on. And it made me think of like OG Clone Wars. Like, remember the, like, five-minute cartoons? Dude, that, that, were just... that was animated by the Samurai Jack guy? Yeah. Those I were amazing. Those. And it just made me, like, I kind of wish Book of Boba Fett was just, like, a movie that was, like, yeah. basically just the last episode. I can understand, like, like wanting why... just a Boba Fett movie. It would have been much more... Um, like, I feel like made sense. there was so much filler and stuff. The thing like, that I drives... feel like they could have just done, like, like, it's a streaming network. Like, nobody would be mad if they made a Boba Fett movie that was just, like, a giant action sequence where he rode a Rancor around, you know? Or him and... Even... You can can bring Din Djarin in and have an Iron Man roadie team up. Yeah. Because that was legit... This when, is this is my new least. Is there is there a TV tropes for this where people are so good fighters they can dance fight together? I'm over this. Like it like like Hawkeye did it. Like everyone's doing it now. What do you what do you want, Phil? I don't out know of your TV. You know, <laughs> like do you want more like adopted brother sister love making? Yeah, I don't want that in any stories I'm involved in. It's like the first time I ever saw it. It was kind of like oh they're so skilled at fighting that they can anticipate each other's moves. But it happens so often now. I, like, while they're fighting, they're, like, rolling over each other's backs and, like, shooting across each other. Yeah. Which is, like, like if you step back, you shouldn't be shooting across each other. You should be shooting opposite directions, right? If you step back, Philip, <laughs> you shouldn't be going into battle with a bunch of alien fish warlords. Just saying. <laughs> if, you, if you step back, you shouldn't be riding a giant pig lizard in the battle either. Who's That was so weird. Uh, and I, I, at least they brought the whole Bond thing back in where Din Djarin's like, oh, I'll do it real quick. And it's like, what? no, you're not my father. Uh, <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? The uh, baby rancor. Yeah, yeah, I gotcha. <laughs> um, he was blindfolded his whole life until he saw Boba Fett. Yes. <laughs> like, there's a lot of weird, dumb stuff in everything that we love. But you I mean, what? that's true. It's I a just, shame on me for not being immersed in the story. But it's like, I've just seen this whole, like, we're going to, like, roll over each other and shoot opposite directions thing so many times that it takes, it it ruins my suspension of disbelief. You know, I I, I can't, listen, I love you, man. I can't take anyone seriously when they're watching a fantasy something (laughs) and they say it takes away my belief in the story. What belief? It's not real. No, 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 no. no. The suspension of disbelief. (laughs) The concept is I'm going to buy into this story while it's going on. It's got to have, like, internal rules and, like... There are internal rules. But what is the whole dance fighting rule? It's not a dance fight. They're Mandalorians. They're Mandalorians. Boba Fett's not. He's a Tusken Raider. He's still a Mandalorian at heart, okay? He never was a Mandalorian. He's taking his helmet off. Like... No, no. What are you talking about? He's like a clone. Did you not watch season two of Mandalorian? Din Djarin is a cultist. <laughs> oh, he, I thought he, we were talking about Boba Fett. Yeah, no, no, he... We are. <laughs> but, like, Bo-Katan took her helmet off. All her little hippies took their helmets off. They're, like, iconoclasts. Or I feel like they're the bad ones. No, they're not. <laughs> they're, you know, slowly and surely this conversation is going. End of the line, Boba Fett is not a great show. And I will never put it above The Mandalorian. But it is not as bad. Audience... Hear me out. Don't listen to critics on this one. 
Just watch it. Just enjoy it. It's just more Star Wars. What do you care? What do you care? It's more cool looking dude. I don't want to drink from the fire hose. Right? It's like, not a fire well, hose. Yeah, and they're just blasting us with all this Star Wars. We didn't need six then episodes don't watch of this. <laughs> what? So then don't watch Obi-Wan. Don't, don't watch Obi-Wan. Don't watch Ahsoka. Don't watch anything new Star Wars coming out. If it's too much Star Wars, don't watch it. That's I want to watch it. I want it to be good. That's my problem. But it's probably not. Embrace which it now. Is, which is like probably the right attitude. Set your bar low, and then when it's great, you're like, ooh. Because I'm going to be honest with you, Mandalorian, I didn't think it was going to be that good. Because no one knew anything That's about true. it. That's true. I didn't expect a lot from it. Your bar was it. super low. The problem is now, because Mandalorian Season 1 and 2 is so good, the set the bar so high that every other live-action Star Wars thing, everyone's going to be comparing it to the Mandalorian. Yeah. That's not fair. But... As far as a Star Wars piece of entertainment, I can't think of anything more Star Warsy than Boba Fett riding a Rancor like King Kong into battle. And and you, that's how I feel about it. Like I have a friend that's just like, he got on me. He goes, dude, you just you just give in Star Wars too much. You probably you probably love Phantom Menace. I'm like, no, I don't. I hate that movie. But if someone was like, do you want to watch Phantom Menace or do you want to watch Rise of Skywalker? Phantom Menace all day, baby. Back to back. Like, 12-hour marathon Phantom Menace. I will memorize that movie verbatim before I have to watch Rise of Skywalker again. Because that movie is just not good. Dude, That no. movie is 100% force-fed, water-fountain, Star Wars BS for sure. I will never argue anything otherwise. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with, like, I didn't even hate Phantom Menace. I like it okay. You it's know? Family... It's not the best movie. No. But I enjoy it fine. But I feel like Boba Fett didn't hit that bar for me. I think without the last episode being a super long fight scene, yes. I think it would have gotten a solid thumbs down for me. Yeah, well, that's fair. You know, you know you're entitled to your opinion. Because I feel like I'm usually a contrarian with this stuff. Yeah. You know, where I'm like, meh, Mandalorian's okay. And everyone's like, oh, but it's so good. Yeah, you know? You do like so, neglect the system a lot. And so I was. I was like, ah, Boba Fett is not great. And then for everyone else to be like, it's not good, maybe like, <gasps> taking yeah. it back. I mean, all I'm saying is anyone that's like, just don't give it a second, don't give it a chance. It's garbage. I know. I like I, that. Don't yeah. do that. Like, make your own opinion. But and it's like, but see, that's I think that's the sticker, right? You're talking about seven episodes to make your own opinion. Like, I feel like if I could go back, knowing what I know now, I would punt. I wouldn't watch it. Well, that's you. <laughs> yeah. Thankfully, in this universe, you can't. <laughs> You've already wasted. I'm gonna HG Wells time machine. <laughs> Just to save myself from Boba Fett. There's seven. Actually, I would ten. still save myself that's from intense. Rise of Skywalker. Come on. Boba Fett, of all the crap that we've I been know. through, Boba you're going to save yourself from Boba Fett. No, not COVID. <laughs> anyway, so I say thumbs up. Phil says mostly thumbs down, except for the finale that pretty much it clutch saved it to it be really a complete did. disaster. And I even thought it was dumb. I don't even like a lot of it, but it was at least fun. Yeah. It was entertaining. It was a lot of fun. Uh, like whereas like Boba Fett wandering through a desert getting yelled at by Tusken Raiders was not <laughs> fun to me at all. My biggest complaint at this point about Boba Fett is what is the book? What is the book? And I feel like the title is a lie now. Alright, so we should wrap up. Actually, one more quick thing. Not okay. Star Wars related. Peacemaker. You, you, <laughs> you brought it up like five times. No, I didn't finish the finale. Oh. I didn't talk about oh. the finale. <laughs> Dog is snoring. <laughs> I was like, what is that sound? Sorry, the mic no. is too high quality to pick that it's up. Okay, it's a terrifying noise, by the way. For those of you not watching live, we've crossed the 1 a.m. mark. Yeah, it's late. And uh, I don't operate well this late. Ah, neither do I. Don't feel bad. 
Obviously, your hyena jaguar doesn't either. Dude, it was. It's like, rattling the floor. It is so funny because he he was like after midnight. He's like, I should be going to bed, and he knocked on the like he knocks on the back door to be like, let me out so I can go to sleep. And then like half an hour later of us not letting him out, he just went into his crate by himself, yeah. <laughs> and now he's sawing logs, losing <laughs> hard. What a good boy though, man. Anyway, uh, no peacemaker. Um, you gotta. Just get like a seven day trial on HBO Max and just binge watch the heck out of it. You would love it. Hilarious. Like I told you, like it's probably the best comic book show, at least in the past 10 years. I'm excited. Like going farther back in history, he's going to find good comic book shows. (laughs) No, I'm just giving a 10 year gap, like just, just cover all bases, you know? It's the right amount of funny. It's written so well. Speaking of comic book shows from a long time ago, they're bringing back the 90s X-Men cartoon. Yeah. Do you see that? X-Men 97, they're calling it, which is a weird name. But that's what, yeah, on all the original As long as it's like, beep, 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 beep. Yes. the theme song, that's all the show's really about. Yeah. So anyways, finale's good. Good payoff. Excellent payoff. So James Gunn delivered seven of eight episodes to people to get reviewed. He did not deliver the eighth before ahead of time. And for good reason. Like, nice. It's just exciting. And it's a cool setup for what is now going to be a season two, got renewed. Because the writing in season one is just like top notch, man. Mm. Like, it's just so good. I really feel like there's not a minute of wasted dialogue in that show. And I love John Cena, how I feel like he has this uncanny ability to say the most ridiculous things, but like totally straight. (laughs) Like, I don't think anybody could do it like he can. Kills me. There's a sequence towards the end of the season where they're talking about the thing they're going after is called Project Butterfly. We'll leave it at that. And so Vigilante, the character from the comics, who is nothing like the comics. Like he's hilarious and he is perfect <laughs> in the show. Sucked in the comics in comparison, right? Anyway, so they're watching this news broadcast of like bad stuff going down. And he's like, oh, we got to go get the, the birds or whatever. John Cena is so stressed out in this moment he's like dude what are you talking about a bird it's a butterfly and he's like butterfly's a bird don't you know this <laughs> like talking to peacemaker like he's an idiot and his response was just it's so like yeah of course you would say that to an idiot saying a butterfly and a bird are the same thing but he's like he's like butterfly's not a bird it's an effing bug and like how <laughs> he delivers the line i was laughing so hard it's just how he says it i cannot do it justice and his facial expressions like are you serious right now like it's just so good and like there's so many moments like that in the show where like i had to pause it because i was laughing too hard and i was afraid that i was gonna miss it so good that's awesome anyway that is our very long very epic i mean appropriately do you feel like a hero? I do. Or at least a Aaron. <laughs> I have one hero. I feel like one out of four heroes. Rest in peace to other heroes. Hey, they did their job. So, uh, you know, that's it for Above the Board with Josh and Phil. So until next time, keep it above the board with Josh <laughs> and Phil. <laughs> you need to stop doubling down. <laughs> Never.
Like I went one time with Brandy on a date and I had uh, <laughs> calf heart salad. This is delicious. You're <laughs> braver than I am. It was so good. Brandy was like, what are those? I was like, hearts? She's like, oh. I was like, uh, cows, they're not grown. <laughs> I didn't even think about it being a baby. But they're, I mean, if it makes you feel any better, they're grown specifically to be eaten. Well, sure. I mean, it's not like, it's not like they bambied them. Yeah. You know. (laughs) Or, I guess, anti-bambied them. The reverse Bambi? Yeah, the reverse Bambi. Is that where a baby kills a hunter? (laughs) (laughs) That's so scary. But it's also possible, I guess. I don't know. I don't, you know, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm not with the Kentucky Fish and Wildlife. We're we're out of our depth. (laughs) Way out of our depth. You win.